Welcome to the NECF Podcast, where we share our weekly sermons and faithfully interpret the Bible to encourage and direct you on your spiritual path. See, I know by the Holy Spirit I can do. It's the same Holy Spirit you can do. Anytime you dress in this and the Holy Spirit preach you. Don't say you've not been hearing God. And we someone you tell me, I mean, when I say I'll be around and know how to hear God, you say, No, I've never. No, you know. You know. You have just been stubborn. You know. Because that Holy Spirit is there. As long as you are a believer, you preach, you know that's nothing for everyone. But you know, there's a way we. Here, our devoted pastors and special guests delve into the depths of the Bible, exploring its profound lessons and useful applications for your daily life. Join us as we explore the timeless truth that have the power to change people's hearts and minds, promoting a closer relationship with God and a firm belief in His promises. Amen. Let me begin from where my sister read in that first Corinthians chapter 8. I want to look at the principle here. Paul was applying it to the issue of food. But here the basis, the principle is love. That we will walk in love. We will walk in love. Because God is love. I want to look at verse 9. He said, but be aware he said, lest somehow this liberty, this freedom you have in Christ, this liberty you have of yours become a stumbling, become a stumbling block to those who are weak. Become a stumbling to those who are weak. For if anyone sees you who have a knowledge eating, in an idol's temple, will it not, will it not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? Verse 11, and because of your knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. He said, but when you thus sin against the brethren, and wound their weak conscience. He said, you sinned against God. You sinned against God. You sinned against God. You know, we, we have our two babies and before, especially exploit, before she came of age, I mean, before now she's three, her senses, uh, her understanding and her awareness is growing very fast. Now you can't do things around exploit. You You'll be surprised. You understand? So she monitors everything around her. She knows this is daddy's clothes. She knows this is mommy's uh, clothes. She knows this is daddy's watch. So even if she sees you with your watch that resembles another person, once she has record in her head that this has been on this she was just pointed that this is daddy's watch. So, one of the things because we love her, there are things that we are at liberty to do as parents. Are we together? But because we love her so much, 
we have to be sacrificial not to do before her. Are we together? So that's the same thing with what the scripture is saying, but applying it to food. So if you're going to live a Christian life, you cannot divorce it from sacrifice. You know, it bothers me today when we are living a Christian life, you understand, that doesn't care about others. No. We are a family, and anybody that loves his family will actually not see that any of the family members stumble because of him. So there are some things we are at liberty to do them. But because of my brother who is weak, it is love to sacrifice. I said, I won't do them. That was why at the end, Paul said in that end of that scripture, he said, if eating meat, there's nothing wrong about eating meat. He said, but as long it would cause my brother to sin, I never eat it again. And I want us in this regard, we have been discussing concerning issue of dressing. If you want to live a life that God will be pleased with you, is to live a life by sacrifice. And Christianity is not, the Bible says that his commandments are not cumbersome. So when we say living in the spirit, don't be thinking like as if you are flying in the night. No. You know, we are, we are, we are used to our villages. We are used to the stories of witches and wizards flying. So immediately we say live in the spirit. In your own thinking is that you are flying somewhere. And until you see yourself as Philip that was snatched away from the Ethiopian eunuch and pulled, he's in another place. You don't believe that you are living in the spirit. You understand? You see, he that lived, he that obeys his commandment abided him. And he in him. So once you live by the dictates of the word of God, you are living in the spirit. Are we together? You are living in the spirit. And his commandments are not cumbersome. So once you sacrifice for your brother, in this context, you are living in the spirit. Are we together? Hallelujah. Now last time we were talking about dressing without distraction. Today I hope to uh, conclude in this uh, teaching. And there's something we note very importantly. And we'll, by our analysis and our discussion, we saw that the world designs clothes and outfits, particularly for profit. You understand? To make money, to for their own personal gain or whatever. You see, but you see, the believer, even if the believer is in business, his ultimate goal is not the money. You understand? His ultimate goal, even if he has the money, that the money will be used for a cause which he believes. Are we together? That's the profit for the believer. And that's why the, the system, the method he has used to get the money is as important as getting the money. Are we together? Hallelujah. Amen. Now, that's important. But for in the world, they don't care how they get the money. You understand? They can go and buy. I have read many stories of how people will go to the market and buy the product of their competitor. Are we together? And then burn it. It's with their money. The reason is because so that they will flood the market with their product 
and their product will have, because the more you have something in the market that is all about, gradually the people will begin to like that other product they normally see. If tomorrow you wanted to buy kebab, you go there and the kebab people are not there. You understand? You go there tomorrow, you would want to buy, and they are not there. And suddenly you see another shop closer, that they are buying something like kebab, like the one you used to buy. What do you do? You switch to the next one. After you are used to the next one, even though those other ones come back, you see, already you are used to the other one. But we don't do like that in business. We are not envious. Right from here, whether in business, whether at home, what oozes out is love. Are we together? What oozes out is love. So what am I trying to say? But they, that is not with the world system. So even in the design of their clothes, their major thing is profit. So they don't care how they will make the money. You understand? Their problem, how they make the money, the method is not important. The what is important is are getting the money. However they will use it. And that's why there is a lot of indecency how the world conducts businesses. In the case of dressing and appearance, they don't care. The most important thing, what are we going to exploit to be able to give us more money? You understand? Should we design clothes that is round? You understand? You see a very fine cloth, well from the top, but you know where to cut it. You understand? So fundamentally, we said two things they exploit. One is the low esteem of people and the lust for the self-indulgence. Because they know men generally are attracted by what they see. So if you put something, you are likely to have almost 99% of men will pick first. So they know and they are not daft. You understand? They understand the principle. The principle of how the flesh works. And they are exploiting it to, for their own gain. And we saw something very important. And we said that our godly lives are potent preachers of the good news. That our lives, you understand, our godly lives. So what God wants people to be attracted to is your life and not your clothes. Are we together? That is what God wants our life to be attracted. I mean, people to be attracted toward us. And he says something concerning the those with unbelieving husbands. He said, even if some refuse to obey the good news, he said, your godly lives will speak. So your life speaks. Can you tell your neighbor your life speaks? He said that your godly life will speak to them without words. Your godly life will speak to them without words. Very important. But then we noted again that outward beauty fade away. Outward beauty fade away. Outward beauty fade away. You know, sometimes they go, I think when I came here into the island, 2016, I can't remember having one gray hair. <laughs> but now they are competing with the black hair. Now, 
it's, a, it's, a, it's an information, it's a testimony to tell me that I am not like before. There is a feeling in me. There's nothing you can do to this body. You understand? Even if you go and scrape the hair completely and implant another one, your mind is still that of the green one. Because you can change the apple, but you cannot change the mentality. So, what am I trying to say? It's going to fade away. It's fading. It's fading. And then we saw that the beauty that comes from within is the unfading beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which is so precious. God. There are many men, but there are not, there are only few husbands. There are many women, but there are few wives. It's based on this. It's based on this. And that's why, you, you see, with the way we are having a lot of people, there are even statistics they are telling us by 2050, you understand? We will nearly reach 10 billion on earth. Yet, you see people praying, they are looking for husbands. They are looking for wife. Why? That means with the, uh, the number of people, yet there is a confusion somewhere. Maybe you will get to understand by the time you begin to plan serious things that it's not just clothes you need. It's not just space you need. There's something much more in the fact. So that we are looking at a gentle and a quiet spirit. If you have this kind of attribute and unfading beauty, how comes your dressing is a rasta, not a gentle one? If you have a gentle spirit and a quiet one, how comes your dressing, you understand, is a rastafarian? How comes your outward reflects a different thing? People used to quote that scripture in First Samuel, talking about that the Lord does not care about the outward appearance. He cares about the heart. You know that those people are dark because they don't read the scripture. That place is not talking about dressing at all. It's dressing that God does not look at a man's physique. His outward makeup for his choice. Are we together? So he's not talking about dressing. He's talking about his physical qualities. That God in his choice of his men, in his choice of his people, who he chooses to become leader, a leader in his house. He doesn't look at whether you have six parts, Moses, you understand? No, that's not what he looks at. He looks at the heart. Are we together? Hallelujah. Now, and very important, last week we stopped here, that dress modestly. And I'm glad because we just discussed about the issue of summer, which is very important. And we looked at a number of things that we should dress simple and not shabby. Simple and not shabby. That is, not tattered. I think I have to contact so many, some of our brothers, and some of our sisters, I said, no, don't dress like that again. You understand? 
you are a long, young, young man and you are a young lady. You understand? Dress smart. Don't dress as if you are coming from a mechanic shop. No. That's talking about shabby. Don't dress shabby. No, it's not holiness. Yes, very true. It's not holiness. It's not holiness. So while we are saying dress simple, don't dress provocative, don't also dress shabby. You understand? Let nobody, let somebody not identify you by the way you are dressed. I mean, in terms of uh, the, the, the kind of, once you see a squeeze clothes, you can identify, ah, this is brother so I see there's no iron in your house. Don't do that. You understand? Don't do that. If you don't have this thing, ask brothers. You understand? Many people, I have multiple irons. I thank the Lord because of the kind of relationship we have. Brothers and me, they say, one of us, I say, ah, I have one in my house. Come and take. Don't sit down and say, I don't have it. How come you don't have it? Your father. <laughs> I mean, your father, God, has provided everything you need before you came. Your pride is what is stopping you from obtaining it. It's everywhere here. Everything you need is among us. So if you are proud, you won't get it. If you must buy for everything in your life, something is wrong. Why must you buy for everything? No! Is there a spell in your life? No! That's how we know that you are kissing. Brothers should appreciate you. Or you should get things from brothers. That's what fellowship is. So, this is the house of the Lord. So, and we said, don't be like Oshko. Dress with moderation. Dress with moderation. I know you got the point. And then we said, do not dress to draw attention. That's, we already clarified that, that what should draw attention is your godly character. Don't follow the pattern of this world. That's what social media is all about. It's about drawing attention to yourself. I mean, to your dressing. Be careful of what we copy. Be careful. I was, we were reading sometimes ago with my wife, you understand? When the ark of the Lord bordered the Philistine that captured it, you know what they did? They carried it and put it on a cart and sent it because that was a trouble for them. Unfortunately, the Israelites lay that way. But according to the law of Moses, he said, no, that is not the way to carry the ark. He said, when you are carrying the ark, it must be carried by the priests and by the Levites. They must carry it on their shoulder. But they didn't learn that lesson. They saw what the Philistine did and they copied it. And God was angry. And as they are going, there's one guy named Uza. Suddenly, the cat, because he entered one gallop, and the other wanted to fall. And the guy, honestly, he wanted to help. 
to blow the thing, and the anger of God rests upon him, and he kills him. When I write, I finish, and I understood pattern is important before God. And that's why he said in Romans 12, be not conformed to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's not every pattern that is of God. There are patterns that are not of God. So be careful with the patterns you carry. Who authored it? Who validated it? Who is sponsoring it? For what reason? That's what we are saying. Then we ended in this place. Very importantly, we say, Apostle Paul, please note this, because many people misquoted this scripture. We say, Apostle Paul was not condemning wearing jewelry. He was not condemning, because you must first look at the central message of the scripture. Don't go and be removing things in the sun. No, or fixing here. He said, but the use of such things to draw attention. That was why he was concerned. No, let your godly character, let it be the one. But let not those things, don't do them because you want to draw attention to yourself. You understand? Attention always must be directed to God. That's why we must make critical and very deliberate effort that as people look up to us, we must always direct them to Christ because we are not their Lord. Now, the next thing which I will conclude is dress decently. Dress decently. Dress decently. I want to read here again because we started that scripture. It said, and I want the women to be modest, which we have concluded. Modest. Be modest in your dress. Don't be a distraction. Don't be smelling and don't also be provocative. They are all lack of modesty. Please, it's very important. Be modest. Don't rise up, you are worshiping the Lord, and the brother close to you is about to fall. I will take this anointing. But it's not. The smell from your armpit is nearly booming. No, no, I'm saying the truth. Please. If you need to shave, go and shave. Be modest. Be modest. Please. They should wear decent. That's the second one. If you don't want to be a distracting agent, is to first be modest. Second, is to be decent. Wearing appropriate clothes. Not, again, did you see that again? Not to draw attention, but, I mean to themselves, by the way they fix their hair. You see that? Not to draw attention by the way they fix their hair. Modesty. But then, decency. Don't be shameless in your dressing. 
You know shameless? Understand? Because these days, you don't feel, you know, those days when you appear somewhere, there's a way you feel. You understand? This is not appropriate for, you understand? But now there's a kind of shamelessness that is already rampant now. Even when you see elders, you are not, you are not breathed. In those days, there is a kind of dressing you can't appear before elders with. That's even men who, you can't appear before elders. No. Don't be shameless. Dress to show that your mind is sound. Dress to show that your mind is sound. When you see a madman, how do you recognize him? Do you need any explanation to know that his head has problem? Wait, wait, wait. Do you need any explanation to know that his head has problem? Let me stop there. to reveal your intimate parts. Sisters, your lives are sacred. Don't go around the world to do all those kind of things. Understand? There are some parts, why we call them sacred, they are for your husband to see. Till the day we will die. There are parts of my wife you can never see them. Yes. Don't say amen. Whether you say amen or not. They are sacred. You know why sacred? That is, they are set apart for the man of God. No, that's it. They are not for public. That's the truth. Don't put on dress that reveal your body contours. Let me tell you, last week I mentioned something that the world knows because the major things that work so much is they work on imagination. That a woman can be more provocative wearing half-naked dress than when she's naked. Are we together? And the world has understood this. So they created a lot of clothes to tap into your mind and continue to make you to imagine. And that's why the first woman that tempts you, she's not the one that will make you fall. Because she's the one that saw the seeds. They know it, they master in it. So they make you say something. Then again, you continue imagining it. And they know where it is taking you. It's deliberate. You shape your form in details. You can, you can just see the pants line. You can see everything. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. See, I know by the Holy Spirit I carry. It's the same Holy Spirit you carry. Anytime you dress indecent, the Holy Spirit preach you. 
Don't say you've not been hearing God. We, so many people tell me, I mean, when they say, I'll be around and know how to hear God, they say, No, I've never. No, you know. You know. You have just been stubborn. You know. Because that Holy Spirit is there. As long as you're a believer, you pray to know that's not the correct way. But you know, there's a way we. This is how men make a shipwreck of their life. That's Timothy. He said, I charge you, Timothy. He said, you, you ought to watch a warfare. He said, holding on to faith and a good conscience. He said, some have neglected it and made a shipwreck of their life. You want to run this way. It's not all about faith, faith. You need your conscience to be able to walk right with God. Else you will make a shipwreck of your life. And Paul will say, Herein do I exercise myself to always have a pure conscience. He said, both before God and before man. Guys, we're not interested in seeing the hair in your chest or your muscles. How is God glorified by that? How is the way to see Jesus? How? So our appearance affects our influence. Our appearance affects our influence. You know, these days, many things are happening. And we're beginning to get aware, even us as pastors. We just discover that there's a natural expectation the church have on us. Are we together? Even on the issue of addressing, there are some little things you will just do as if you do. So you, you're, we're hearing, you know, don't say we're not hearing, we're hearing. It's our book. It just shows to us that how we dress communicates too. There is a way I will dress. When you see me outside, you will never say I'm your pastor. <laughs> you will never identify because you don't want me to. You don't want that thing at all. That is it. So how do you want us to be proud of you and to identify you are a member here? <laughs> God wants our nakedness covered. Right from Genesis, we saw that. Even when Adam and Eve sinned and they were ashamed because of their nakedness, we saw how God began. The Bible says, and the Lord made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. They were covering with somebody that something that cannot cover them for a while. Of course, you know leaves. In this summer, you cover with leaves before afternoon, it has dried. But God prepares something. That's what we begin to see. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 26, it says that, and do not approach my altar by going upstairs. If you do, someone might look up under your clothing and see your nakedness. So even the way we climb to the altar, you understand? You know those regalia of uh, the priests? You see, even as you approach, there's a way you should approach. Like you, you, you will not just do anyhow. 
No, 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 no. He said, because I do not want your nakedness to be exposed. No. Only when it comes to the relationship between husband and wife is nakedness giving a favorable light. You understand? Know, and the two were naked and they were not ashamed. It is when it comes to the issue of husband and wife. But it is frowned upon in scripture. God wants us to be beautiful, to be beautifully dressed, but not sexually provocative. The evidence that God loves beauty is seen in creation in flowers, in mountains, in waterfalls. I've never seen a color riot flower. If you have seen, please let me know. I'm a researcher, I need to check. God knows how to arrange colors. You understand? Don't think, you know, sometimes we just talk as if God doesn't care about beauty. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's on the other extreme, which I say, don't dress shabby. God cares about beauty. Why is that you want to go and look at the waterfall? Even you, is shooting on you. The person who created it, go and read Psalms. You say the, 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 the earth declares your glory. Are we together? The farmer man. He begins to say the trees. He loves beauty. He loves beauty. Don't dress like a fireman, man of God. You understand? Red, color, yellow, blue, green. All in the same one. You know, I'm learning these things. If you don't know, ask others. I've asked so. Like, for example, I was beginning to learn something about finances. I mean, Pastor Paul, I, I asked him a lot of questions. And he gave me a lot of counsel, and I'm working, it's working fine. Stay here. <laughs> all that you need is here. It's all about all of us. We don't know everything. We leverage on what people know here. If you don't know an area, don't just sit down. If you have a problem with the divine color, you have color blindness. Go and meet people who know how, how to distinguish color and how to combine colors. Don't dress anyhow. It's not holiness. Exodus chapter 20, 28, verse 40 to 42. He said, For Aaron, sons, is a metonic, shashes, and special head covering that are glorious and beautiful. <laughs> no, no, he pay attention to that. He said that are glorious and beautiful. He said, clothe your brother Aaron and his sons with this garment and this, and then anoint and ordain them. He said, consecrate them so they can serve my, what? My priest. He said, also, Make linen undergarments for them to be one next to their bodies, rich from their hips to their thigh. Very good specification. Undergarments. Undergarments. You know, I had one nonsense this is that these days ladies are dressing, you understand? You want to be wearing clothes without bra. And the reason is because they want everything to be shaken. 
God is seeing you. And you are not going to escape it. Anybody that walks in disobedience, there's a result. Are we together? You see, this life is just. This life is just. Just like here in Mary's University, there's already laws at least. If you just go and slap somebody and, and kick you, the laws are there. So it's not sure that will kick you out. Already the laws are there. So whatever you are sowing is exactly you will be reaping. Because the laws are there. And I've started by saying that each time we obey God is for our own good. It's for our own good. It's for our own good. Our parents must be consistent with godliness. So we can't keep pretending. It's only on the issue of uh, speaking. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay. Everything you see in a man's life, you say, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it, what? Flows. So whatever you are seeing flowing is coming from where? Let your dress not contradict what you claim to believe. Let it not contradict what you claim to believe. Let it not contradict what you claim to believe. You know, when I was growing up, I was burdened because I see an imbalanced life. You see people that are rich, but carnal. You see people that are sound academically, but they don't care about God. You see people that love the Lord and refuse to care about God, yet they are failing. I said, no, something is wrong somewhere. I said, Lord, help me. I want to be balanced. If you come to academics and touch me, you will touch it on fire. If you come to family life and touch me, you touch a hot fire. If you come to the issue of relationship, you touch a hot fire. Any part you touch, you see Jesus is balanced. And this is supposed to be the yearning of every believer. And I, that's why I ask questions about, I'm not a finance person. But I have already seen, even now, as my, I'm growing older and older, that next to spiritual life is finances. And there's no how that my children will reach 15. They are not financially intelligent. It's some of the things we, we, we feel. But we are making them foundational truths. I don't want to be so sound spiritually, but I'm daft when it comes to finances. And it seems us. And that's the error we mentor people in. As if when you are following God, you must necessarily suffer. As if it's a sign of holiness. So this is the point. We have to correct a number of things. And that's why even your dressing should not contradict what you claim to believe. It shouldn't. It's very important. And you cannot wear whatever you want as a believer. Love should constrain you. Love is sacrifice. You have already said it. You understand? Love should constrain you. You understand? It should constrain you. He said, for the love of God constrained us. 
<laughs> he said he controls us. He put a check in us. He should. You can't do anything. You're a believer. It's not for pastors. It's for believers. You can't do anything. No. First Corinthians, where we read, I want to reiterate it again. He said, for if what I eat causes another believer to sin. He said, I will never eat meat again as long as I live. But I don't want to cause another believer to stumble. That is love. I do not want another believer to stumble. Romans 14, verse 21. He said, for it is better, it is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. God wants our dresser to set us apart. It has to reflect. It has to reflect. Exodus 28, 2 and 3, make sacred garment for Aaron that are glorious and beautiful. We've seen it in the other scripture. He said, instruct all the skilled craftsmen whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom. You know, most of us used to think that it's in scripture that we begin, we must pay attention. You see, what the world think as casual, we shouldn't take it as casual. Men that are to serve tables, they must be filled with the Holy Spirit. They will be men with good reputation. They will be, must be men full of wisdom. Here we are seeing the craftsmen who are filled by the Holy Spirit. That's why the people that, that carve all this nonsense dressing are not filled by the Holy Spirit. Because if we are, the product of what they are doing is, I mean, if their source of skillfulness and their life controlled by God, you will see the product will be different. He said, and have them make garment for error that will distinguish him as a priest and set him apart for service. When somebody sees you, will you see somebody who is distinguished? Or see somebody who is a sin? Can you be distinguished? God cares about hygiene. He cares about hygiene. God wants you to be clean. He said this in Ezekiel 44, verse 18. They shall have linen turbans on their heads and linen trousers on their bodies. He said they shall not clothe themselves with anything that causes sweat. We're in the summer now. Most of us are not careful with the kinds of dressing we wear. We wear a dressing and you are sweating like a... So the kinds of dressing, there's what we call... Um, ah, I forget my physics. So... What's this? Black body. It's not just black body because it's black. No. Is the... Is the... Is that component that attracts the heat but refuses to repel it out. You understand? It absorbs it. To really serve God well, you need to understand a lot. Are we together? So be clean. So that when you are sweating, bath well. So that even when you are sweating, you should smell well. You should smell well. 
Let brethren be comfortable around you. Amen. <laughs> Let brethren be comfortable around you. Tell your neighbor that, please. Please. Let brethren be comfortable around you. Please. Please. Let brethren be comfortable around you. Now, we are not saying this only in the church. Understand? You see, as pastors, we know that all of us have not come yet to the fullness of Christ. And we are patient to see people grow. One thing we will not do in this church is to force you into doing something that is legalistic because it will not last. And that's why we are patient that you see the light and it changes you. Because we know if you live here, that's what will sustain you. There are many dressing I know among our sisters and some of our brothers, that's not the correct dress. But we are patient for one thing we have done is to put a demarcation. You understand? You cannot cross, even in your indecence, you cannot cross here. That's why you see most of you that are around me, I talk when I see it's about to cross the, this, this line. But we put a demarcation and hope and keep to teach you the word of God. Because our hope is that, is that the word of God will have impact in your life. Because that's the one that once the transformation comes, you will ever be transformed. Amen. Are we together? Amen. Glory to Jesus. Now, dressing without distracting requires holding on to two fundamental principles. One is modesty. You must dress modestly. Two, you must dress decently. These things are not to be taken separate. No. Your dressing ought to be modest and decent at the same time. Are we together? The two must be held together. They are not to be applied separately. No. Modesty refers to dressing appropriately for different occasions based on the acceptable cultural norms. But you see, you don't take this one alone to run with it. Are we together? Because there are some acceptable norms that are indecent. Therefore, it contradicts the principle. Are we together? So don't take this one and run alone with it. But then you cannot dress. You understand? There are some of us, like where I came from, Nigeria, in the north, there are some places you can't enter with a trouser. Here, there's no problem. That is when you are dressing with a trouser, there is it's not modesty. Are we together? It could be different, but it's not what? Modest. But again, something can be modest, but indecent. These are very important truths you must hold. 
what will be proper for an occasion may change according to the culture, customs, circumstance, and time. Modesty, I'm emphasizing on this. We will soon call, go to uh, baptism and picnic. And I'm not expecting to see like my brother here. You understand? You dress with tie, suit, everything. As if you are going for a banquet. No, no. Or you wear thick jacket as if you are going to the polar zones. No. While you dress modestly for the occasion, it has to also be decent. Sometimes the attire you may want to wear might not be inappropriate in itself. But putting it on in a certain time, certain setting, certain country might not be appropriate. On the other hand, indecency, which is the second principle, refers to putting on clothing that promote lust. Putting on clothing that promote lust. Whatever promote loss will promote lust regardless the occasion, regardless the time, regardless the location. So we are not just concerned about don't wear trousers. There are skirts that are terrible. Some of us are, are the, we are, what, what do you call them? We are tailors. We don't want tailors, fashion designers. Please. We know that you can wear traditional and it's terrible. And that's what God wants you to know. Can you just pray and ask the Lord to help you? Listen, if truly you want to, you see, in John, it says something. That he said, we should live in love. And he says something. He said, perfect love casted all fears. And he said, we will not be, we will not be afraid in the day of judgment. Are we together? And he says something. He said, as he is, so are we. How? When we love. Because Christ lived in love. When you live in love, you will not be afraid of the judgment day. Because you must have lived like Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening to our sermon today. We hope you were blessed by this teaching. If you want to learn more about our church, please visit our website or follow us on social media. We would love to connect with you and hear your feedback. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel and share it with your friends and family. You never know who might need a word of encouragement.